the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The shift hit the fan. That's Schiff, as in Adam Schiff. He found himself another whistleblower who says that the Trump campaign suppressed intelligence that showed the Russians were trying to influence our election. Now, the election's only, uh, I think, 54 days away, and uh, you can expect more of this stuff every day, if not a couple of times a day. And as a matter of fact, the Schiff show isn't even the big story today. Uh, Bob Woodward has a book coming out, and today he released some excerpts. The book is called Rage, and he has recorded interviews with President Trump in which the president says that um, he knew way back in February and, and early March that uh, COVID-19, which he was then calling the Wuhan virus, of course, he, that he knew it was deadly, even though he was telling the American people that it probably wasn't. Now, Joe Biden has already come out during a speech today and said that President Trump lied to the American people about it. And uh, there are also people out there saying that President Trump should resign because of what's come out uh, from Bo- uh, Woodward's book. Now, of course, the big question would be, at least for me anyway, why would Donald Trump or any Republican president ever sit down for hours of one-on-one interviews, which he did, with Bob Woodward and expect fair treatment in any book that he ended up writing about it? I don't understand why anybody would think that uh, it's going to work out well. His press secretary, uh, Trump's press secretary, Kaylee McEnany, said that he did it because he's the most transparent president in history. Well, maybe that's true, but uh, still... You know, why would you sit down with that guy? The president has come out and called the book a hit job, of course, today already. The media and the Democrats, I know, same thing, but uh, they, they say, uh, well, they're going to do their best to make this appear anyway, that uh, Trump not only lied about the virus, but was totally incompetent in the way he handled it. And there will be people in the media saying that he should, uh, he's disqualified himself for president, I'm sure, if they haven't already. Now, whether or not it actually affects the election, nobody knows. But when we come back after the break, I'll talk to the press secretary for the Trump administration, Hogan Gidley. He's been working on the uh, Trump administration staff in media work uh, since 2017. So he's been around the White House for a while. and He knows what's been going on. He knows what was going on back then in uh, February and March of this year. Uh, Also, some news today that may not seem as monumental as what I just talked about here, but uh, I think it's a big deal. I've been saying so every day here, or any time it's come up anyway. The Pennsylvania State Senate just passed House Bill 2787 by a vote of 39 to 11. That's a pretty big win. That will give each individual school district the ability to determine whether spectators should be allowed at their football games. What a concept, huh? Letting people like that and parents actually go watch their kids play football. His Excellency, uh, Tom Wolf, who's still opposed to anybody playing any sport until January 1st, as far as I know. I've, maybe he's changed that, but uh, that's the last I checked. Well, he declared yesterday that bars and restaurants could open to 50% capacity on September uh, 21st. But he also said that no alcohol could be served after 10 o'clock, which is a kind of a problem if you own a sports bar and you've got a Monday night football game on and maybe the Steelers are playing in it. You know, might be a little problem for you. Uh, not to mention the fact that there's some, why would you have to wait two more weeks almost to uh, let people open to 50%? Anyway, uh, the, the, the 10 o'clock thing is an hour earlier than the previous ban and has lots of restaurants, uh, restaurant and bar owners upset, and they should be. The insanity continues in Pennsylvania because the governor has been able to act like a king. Uh, and in our second half hour today, I will talk to a state rep. He's a Republican. He's been trying to stop the insanity, along with other Republicans, for a while. We'll get an update from him on what we can expect in the future. But when we come back, the president's campaign, as the president of the United States, campaign press secretary will be here to talk about the hit job of the day. Stick around.
What happened to Carter Page should never happen to another American again. Page was a model citizen, a Naval Academy graduate, a successful businessman, and a cooperative source for U.S. intelligence services. But when Page became a supporter of Donald Trump, the FBI targeted him, spied on him, and persecuted him in a phony investigation. Now Carter Page is telling his story. In his compelling new book, Abuse and Power, Carter Page gives us the shocking details of being targeted by the Obama administration Justice Department, how he was kept under surveillance, and then finally vindicated. Abuse and Power by Carter Page is the story of a private citizen caught up in a politically motivated spying operation intended to frame him. The Democratic Party, the mainstream media, and their allies in the Justice Department and intelligence services lied and perverted justice in order to destroy a duly elected president. Abuse and Power, How an Innocent American Was Framed in an Attempted Coup Against the President, is the new book by Carter Page. Available now at Amazon and wherever books are sold. Hey, John Steigerwald here. I'm just here to tell you how much I love my pillow and how it's changed my sleep. Check out the new mattress topper. That's really amazing. Now, I don't know if I love my pillow or the my pillow mattress topper more. Get a my pillow mattress topper and get some of the best sleep of your life. Now it comes with a 10-year warranty and a cover that's washable and dryable. And it's made in the USA and backed with Mike Lindell's 60-day money back guarantee. Just go to mypillow.com. And save 30%. Use promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. When you do, Mike gives you two standard MyPillows free. That's MyPillow.com, promo code STAG, or call 800-716-8087. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The home of the brave and the land of the free. This means more to us today than it ever has. And with this pandemic, our military families are sacrificing in many ways most of us can't imagine. All to ensure safety for us and our families for generations to come. Well, Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son owners of Relief Factor, have shown they love our military families too. By starting Honor Bound Coffee, they've committed 100% of the profits to support and serve well-deserving military families. Honor Bound Coffee is a premium coffee at about 40% less than other premium coffees and is roasted to order and ship nearly immediately right to your door month after month with a 100% no-hassle cancellation policy. To get started, Pete and Seth know you'll love it, so they're offering 50% off your first order. That's right, 50% off your first order with 100% of the profits going to serve and support military families, like through the Semper Fi Fund. Premier coffee with a purpose, only at HonorBoundCoffee.com. HonorBoundCoffee.com. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, with the election less than two months away, you can expect the unexpected every day from here on out. It will be a hit piece here and a hit piece there. A few days ago, it was the hit piece in the Atlantic that's been pretty much debunked. Today, it's the release of Bob Woodward's book, or at least excerpts from it, in which he says that uh, President Trump told him way back in March or earlier that he knew COVID-19 was deadly, but that he was going to downplay it. Uh, Hogan Gidley is the national press secretary for the Trump campaign. He joins us now. Thanks for coming on again, Hogan. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much for the time. So um, did you guys know this was coming? I mean, you, you know that he, he did the interview, but did you know this was coming uh, any day? Uh, yeah, we knew the book was coming out. Uh, we didn't know exactly when it would stop 
start dropping excerpts, but that's typically yeah. what uh, these people do when they work to smear the president. They kind of trickle things out as, as you know, as the as the days go on leading up to uh, the actual release of the book. Yeah. Now, but what good can come out of a conservative or Republican president granting Bob Woodward that kind of access? How could you expect anything but what you got? Well, look, Donald Trump's the most accessible president in in, in history. Um, you know, doing more press engagements than than many of his predecessors combined. And so, this was one of those instances in which the president said, "Fine, I'll sit down with him, uh, give him some information. We'll see see what he's got." And um, you know. Turns out that uh, you know, as you as you head into a political season, what else do you think is going to happen? I mean, there's going to be mm-hmm. a political hit, and this seems to be exactly what it is. And the fact is, uh, and I, I, you know, it really frustrates me to hear the media try and try and you know execute some version of revisionist history here. This president moved heaven and earth early on to begin to protect this country from coronavirus. He got mocked for it. He got ridiculed for it. Joe Biden even called the move to shut down flights from China. Uh, and from Europe, xenophobic. I called them fear-mongering, told everyone we need to calm down and, and bring down the temperature. Joe Biden was saying that in March, for heaven's sakes. So uh, if Joe Biden was, in fact, telling the country and warn, uh, about coronavirus and warning people about coronavirus in January, as he claims, then why was he holding events all the way through March? Yeah, I mean, it's, early, it's so. insane. It's insane. So uh, the media try to pretend as though they were on the forefront of moving quickly on this virus, too. They mocked the president because everyone was focused on, do you remember the word? Impeachment. Democrats oh, yeah. didn't even talk about that in their convention because they know it's a scam and they know that it would put light on the fact that they were focused not on coronavirus. They couldn't have cared less. They were focused on some political hit job for the president. So this president did everything he could to protect us. In fact, Dr. Fauci and Burks said that he, whenever they met with him, that he went out and regurgitated the things that they told him, the science explained, and then also uh, that the president's uh, position uh, of shutting down flights and travel saved countless lives. So I'm not going to sit here and listen to, to the likes of, of the, the liberal mainstream media or Democrats try and pretend as though they were on the forefront of this of this coronavirus pandemic's response when they mocked the president at every turn and, and wish and wish now they say he'd done more when they didn't like the things he was doing anyway. Dr. Fauci was on Fox, I believe it was just not that long ago, a few hours ago, and he said, quote, I didn't see any discrepancies between what we told President Trump and what he told the public. So, um, and, and they haven't exactly had the most friendly, loving relationship, uh, the president and Dr. Fauci. Uh, so he was he quickly, uh, I don't know if that debunks the whole thing, but that's what he said today. Absolutely. Look, we were in those meetings. I was in the White House during coronavirus for the first part of it for the, you know, for I, I guess I've been here two months now. So I was in there from the beginning of the year and through the thick of this thing. The president was the one who put forth a task force led by the vice president of the United States. He was the one meeting with health experts, building a, a project airbridge so that the government, which was woefully unprepared uh, in the stockpile left by Joe Biden, basically bare and empty. He was working, uh, President Trump was working with private industry, building partnerships between public and private to make sure we could replenish. Now we have billions of pieces of equipment, uh, masks, gloves, gowns, ventilators. All those things now are back in the stockpile. It was this, this president who met with governors weekly to have conversations about where their states were, how to reopen safely, how to prepare to prevent spread in their communities. I mean, the president was the one doing all of these things. It was the media who ignored it. And all they really cared about, because I was there, they asked two questions that really that really kind of solidified their position. One was in, in March, I think it was March 9th, asked Dr. Fauci in the briefing room, not about the spread of coronavirus, but is it okay if we go on vacation, was what they cared about. And then the second question they asked was, does this impact our au pairs at all? That was it. So to pretend they asked that they really in, a, in a briefing? At, they didn't ask that in a briefing, but they did ask that. They wanted to know what it yeah. meant for their au pairs. So everyone, yeah. everyone needs to understand this president's taking bold, aggressive, decisive leadership, and we're better off because, remember, the models predicted 2.2 million deaths. 
Now, every single death has been a tragedy. It, let's place the blame where it should be, on China and the WHO for lying to the rest of the world. But it was this president who saw this early on. The tapes that Woodward has, has released show it. He knew it. He was trying to keep everyone calm. And by the way, does anyone remember empty grocery stores, no toilet paper, no oh, yeah. paper towels? That's because people started getting upset and getting worried. The president, the leader he is, got people calm, got his arms around the situation, the problem, and led this country through it. Yeah, when you when you take uh, when you do a long interview with someone, and then you either you see written excerpts or you hear excerpts, and uh, he says, you know, I'm trying to downplay it, and I didn't hear the tape. I guess it's out there somewhere, uh, but I did see it written down, and it, when you see it. it written on paper it looks much worse than it actually is it's it's him saying it can be portrayed as he's lying when he says i'm trying to downplay it i'm not i'm not, not going to tell the truth but he, right, he's, but he wasn't but they're not he using the any reason to hide it right, right exactly but they're not using the rest of the quote where he said uh, i'm trying to downplay it because i don't want people to panic right right that's so they didn't very use that part important of the quote. for a leader and like i said when we had grocery store shelves gone uh, empty. We had our meat packing industry very concerned. We had our chicken and poultry and pork uh, packing industry very concerned with outbreaks and, and trying to get meat out to stores, etc. That was what we were dealing with at the time. We didn't need people, um, you know, you know, panicking. That's why the president told them exactly what the doctor said. We had we had briefings every single day for hours, as you recall. And oh yeah. Do you remember a lot of those questions? Nothing to do with coronavirus. The media wasn't asked about it. March 31st, this president said, guys, I think we need to start talking about wearing masks. It was April 3rd when the president and the CDC joined together and released the guidelines to slow the spread, which included social distancing and wearing masks. It was a month and five days later until the media finally all wore a mask in the briefing room. But the way they tell it, it's as though they rang in the new year on January 1st with an N95 <laughs> mask and champagne. That yeah. is not the case. So uh, we're talking to uh, Hogan Gidley. He's the national press secretary for the Trump uh, 2020 campaign. What does it say about the Washington Post that if, if, if this information was so uh, dangerous or, or lack of information or misinformation, however they portray it, that the president is out there downplaying the virus and people are dying as a result of it. I think that's the way the Democrats are going to portray it. If that's the case, or if they think that's the case, what does it say about the Washington Post or Bob Woodward that they would sit on the recording that gave that information that uh, was likely to save lives or held it until two weeks before uh, the election? And they sat on it for six months. What's that that say? is such a great that is such a great comment and a great point. I'm so glad you brought that up. That was on my list to say in my head here. Um, I, I have to tell you that just shows the political nature with which the media views their job. It's not about yeah. getting information out. It's about damaging or hurting. A, a, a Republican, a president, mm -hmm. in this case Donald Trump, because if they had all the information that would have solved this. If they had the information that would have got us to a safer place quicker, to not release it seems pretty cruel, seems downright evil, if you ask me. Yeah. yeah, irresponsible. The fact is they didn't have any of that. They, they, they knew exactly uh, that the president was doing this the right way, but they want to hold it. They want to leak the audio to make it sound like it's bad. It's not. The president of the United States was confronted with an unforeseen, unprecedented virus from China. You know the reason we didn't have testing up and running on day one? Because no one had tested for this virus. It didn't exist. There's a reason they called it novel coronavirus, because Brand no one new. had ever seen it. This came from China. The WHO lied about it. And Joe Biden already said he wants to give money back to the WHO, the money we took away for lying to the world. Uh, he also said he wouldn't uh, you know, uh, punish China in any form or fashion, did Joe Biden. This president said, no, we're holding their feet to the fire. The world's going to know about this. We've got to make sure any deal we have moving forward protects America, something Joe Biden has never done and would never do. So I think you're right on the money here. 
the media is trying to pretend as though they had all the answers. Go back and watch any of the newscasts when they were saying, ah, oh, the flu is much worse. Why is the president moving to shut down travel in this country? That's just xenophobic. It's wrong. All the things they were saying at the time, it turns out this president was the one, the only one, with his eye on the ball. And last point I'll make on it, let's not forget, it was this president who mentioned the coronavirus and the need to stop it in his State of the Union. Do you remember what Nancy Pelosi did with the State of the Union? Oh, yeah. She me mentioned tore it to in shreds. Speech, yeah. yep. she, she tore, tore it to up. shreds. One right. last thing on the on the fact that the, the Washington Post waited six months, and Bob Woodward, you know, he's a novel, he's, a, he's a, an author, I'm sorry, an, an author, and he's writing a, a book, and he has, there's marketing that goes in, into, you know, releasing a book, when to do it, the timing, what to release, how to tease people with it to get people to buy the book. But he's also supposed to be an associate editor and or reporter for the Washington Post. And if you're doing a story uh, way back then, and the president says to you, you know, I... I knew this was um, uh, very serious, but I wanted to downplay it. I didn't want to tell people that. If you think that that's a, a, an egregious um, uh, uh, piece of irresponsibility, then then as a reporter, you that that news gets out five minutes after you leave the building. You got to get that out. If it's that if it's that deadly and that serious, the fact that he didn't tells you that it's it wasn't that it was political that it was yeah. meant to sell a book, that it was meant to create a buzz, a stir about something that really, at the end of the day, doesn't mean all that much. Um, you know, when you go back and look at these tapes or listen to the tapes, you go back and, and, and look at the video and audio of what we were doing the entire time, focus on this nonstop medical experts we hired at the White House to come in and help, infectious disease experts we brought in from around the globe to help out. That's what we were doing. And the, the Democrats and the media said we were overreacting. The Democrats and the media said it wasn't really a thing. Go back and look at what uh, Mayor de Blasio in New York said or what Chris Cuomo said, the governor of New York, said about it at the time. They shut down six days later than the rest of the country. Six no, days. They were, de Blasio was inviting people to come to Chinatown. That was him um, and Nancy, him and Nancy yeah, Pelosi. Pelosi. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, again, and she was doing that without a mask, mind you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's not pretend as though uh, these folks uh, had the answers. They, they didn't then. They don't now. This president got the information. He got the intelligence and acted swiftly to protect the American people. We're talking to Hogan Gidley. Finishing up here, Hogan, i got to ask you about this. Uh, the, the hits just keep on coming. Adam Schiff sent out a press release today from the House Intelligence Committee about a whistleblower complaint. A whistleblower claims that Trump officials suppressed information that showed interference by the Russians. Interesting timing again. Uh, yeah, interesting timing. I've not seen that, but look, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to listen to anything Adam Schiff has to say. He's the one who said uh, who, who didn't know anything about a whistleblower before, but he was the one who colluded. His staff was the one who colluded with the whistleblower to get information out, which is against the law. Uh, he's lied to Congress, been caught doing that, lied on television. He told everyone he had evidence, stone cold, that the president colluded with Russia. I'm still waiting to hear that. I mean, I don't think he even goes back to California. I think he just sleeps in the green room over at CNN eating off their bagel tray because the fact is uh, Adam Schiff's really done nothing for his constituency, and uh, he's, he's done nothing but, but cause trouble, most of which is, is uh, um, you know, meant to harm the president and attack Republicans, and, and the media just continue – uh, over and over again to let him do it. And that's what's so frustrating to, to us here when I was at the White House for three years and, of course, here at the campaign, how that guy still has a job or has any credence or credibility to go on television and say anything about information he has is, uh, is, is quite frankly ridiculous. I have less than a minute, and I'm up against a hard break, Hogan. What's happening in Nevada? The Democrat governor and you guys are trying to hold a rally out there. I saw that. Uh, looks like I think we're going through with it anyway. Uh, we've been following the rules with social distancing, masks, hand sanitizer, temperature checks, etc. We want things to be done safely. But, but at the same time, I mean, you see these rules going on across the country. L.A. County, I just saw in California, already banned Halloween for October yeah. and banned <laughs> trick-or-treating. But they're letting ballot harvesting occur. So yeah. you can't go out and get candy, but you can go out and scare up some votes. Hey, Hogan, I'm out of time. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Really Anytime. appreciate it. Talk Thanks to you again. Okay, Hogan Gidley, we'll be right back.
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Protesters in Portland and police have clashed near City Hall. The protesters blocking traffic early Wednesday morning after they started demonstrating Tuesday night. Police say they moved in to disperse the protesters after they refused to do so on their own. There were 11 arrests. Marriott International plans to lay off 17% of its corporate workforce. The layoffs come next month as the coronavirus continues to take a heavy toll on the hotel industry. The company has confirmed it will lay off 673 workers late next month. Wall Street snapping back from its recent tumble as the bloodletting for big technology stocks came to at least a temporary halt. The Dow today gained 439 points. The Nasdaq was up 293 and the S&P ahead 67. This is SRN News. As life gets back to normal and we start heading back to work, don't leave your leftover stash of toilet paper exposed to rodents. Send them packing the most humane way with plug-in pest-free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-in Pest-Free, the electromagnetic device that utilises the active wiring in your home or business to keep rodents and pests away, 100% chemical-free and environmentally friendly. Just plug it in, it's that simple. My strongest performer, the Pro Unit, is good for most homes and small businesses up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. Is your home or business protected? If not, order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. If anybody doubted how strong America is, look at all we've been through in the past few months and understand why we're still standing. We're still standing because we believe in the bonds that bring us together. We believe in freedom and liberty. And we believe that after all we've been through, nothing can defeat us. So let's cheer as America gets ready to rebuild and remake our lives bigger, stronger, better than ever before. Keep it here to find out how. AM 1250, The Answer. Where are we headed? Globalism? A new world order? A singular government power? If we yield over and decide that America is not unique, it's not special, it's not extraordinary, we no longer are the United States of America. We're just a piece of a bigger government. And what about prophecy? Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, the world after Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without President Trump. Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and yours truly, Eric Metaxas. The Messiah will not arrive on Air Force One. Watch Trump 2024, the world after Trump on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Trump 2024. Go to SalemNow.com to watch Trump 2024. That's SalemNow.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. On 65, got an accident at Fisk Avenue. Also outbound 65, heavy up to the McKees Rocks Bridge. Construction as you down to one lane and westbound at 30 between 48 and Broad Street. Parkway West, minor delay inbound as you approach the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Parkway East hanging on to congestion inbound from Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and Grant Street to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound still heavy delays, Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Mainly clear skies expected for tonight, the low 64. Periods of clouds and sunshine tomorrow with a high of 84. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night, low 60. Not as warm Friday with sunshine and patchy clouds. Friday will see a high of 78. Mostly cloudy Saturday with spotty showers and a high of 79. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, yesterday, His Excellency Thomas Wolfe released another decree. He said his subjects who own bars and restaurants could be filled to 50% capacity, up from 25. Exciting stuff there. And he also decreed that they could only sell alcohol up until 10 o'clock instead of 11, which it has, which it is right now. No explanations, no questions from the media. Just another decree. Matt Dowling represents District 51 in Uniontown, uh, state representative, and he joins us now. Matt, thanks for coming on again. appreciate it. Hey, John. Always good to talk to you. So the governor never gives us his loyal subjects uh, any explanation for these decrees. Are you, in the, are you guys in the legislature ever given any? I mean, even if it's off the record, is it, do you ever get, does anybody ever get a chance to, like, take them aside and say, hey, Gov, you know, Come on, how long is this going to go on? We don't have uh, any information on what these edicts are based upon, whether it be science or statistics. In fact, uh, I did a formal right-to-know request to the Department of Health and to the administration, uh, which I received a reply saying that their legal team would have to review it and uh, it would be another 30 days. I was asking specifically about this industry, about restaurants and about – um, special events that were being held inside as to what uh, kind of science or data was used to put the restrictions on those uh, those facilities. And we see that there is a change. Uh, and I think to the general public, some people may say, okay, restaurants got a little bit more, but very much uh, in Governor Wolf's style, what he giveth, he can taketh away. And he took away that hour of uh, beverage sales that you have yep. in, in the later evening. And, uh, you know, you and I were talking a little before the show uh, earlier today, and you men- made the comment, which uh, I think is a great point, that uh, going out to watch a Steelers game is not something you're going to do if last call is going to happen before 10 p.m. Right. They have a Monday night game this Monday, which is before the uh, 10 o'clock edict comes into play. But there will be there will be games on Sunday nights. They have um, they have to. Have, I'm sure they have a Thursday night game. I mean that's just one example. You don't have to be a sports bar. Uh, people like to have a drink at night, and they and, and they they don't want to have lights go out at, at five minutes to ten. To tell them it's, I don't drink, so it doesn't matter if they you know prohibition comes back. It wouldn't affect me personally, but um, I I just think it's just they they don't give you an explanation and and. Uh, how is he able to get away with it, though? I mean, how, how know, has he been able to get away with acting like a king? You know, the fact that he has no conversations with the legislature, the fact that the Supreme Court uh, recently shot down um, a resolution we had to completely end the disaster declaration and said that he had the right to veto it, um, mm-hmm. that's how he's gotten away with it. Now, last week in the Pennsylvania House, we put that vetoed resolution, uh, House Resolution 836, up for yet another vote. It was the third time we voted on that bill. Um, this time we were trying to get a veto-proof majority. Now, we did get some of the Democrats, a few of them in, in mostly uh, rural southwestern Pennsylvania, to join with us uh, Republicans and to vote to override the, the governor's veto uh, but we didn't get quite there. So, you know, that was very discouraging that uh, that that was not going to happen uh, because we really thought maybe we would have the numbers for a veto override and the people of Pennsylvania would be ha- able to have a voice in this conversation, which they haven't now for over six months. Yeah, I heard about a, a guy who owns a uh, restaurant bar, he owns a couple of them, and he's a lifelong Democrat. And he said the other day, I will never vote for another Democrat for governor, ever, as long as I live. And, and, and there's got to be a lot of people out there like him. There does. And, you know, this is a, an issue, and, and I know we're talking Republican-Democrat, but really it yeah. shouldn't be party line at this point. Uh, no. The people of Pennsylvania deserve to be able to make a living, deserve to be able to put food on their table at home to support their own families. 
And, uh, you know, our, we're talking about restaurants specifically here, um, but they're being, they're being hit hardest perhaps, but there's a lot of people that the governor's orders have just affected in monumentous ways in 2020. Uh, and those good, hardworking uh, families have been unable to support themselves because the governor just doesn't see it fit. And again, there's a lack of science. Listen, I'm not going to deny that science exists. If you can show me the reason why it needs to be done, uh, I'd have that conversation. But the fact that no science could be produced six months in means that there probably isn't any to rely on. Yeah, and I just heard yesterday, um, and this again, anecdotal, but it's, that's what I heard yesterday. I found out that one of my favorite restaurants here in the South Hills, um, the guy, uh, the woman who owns the, the, the chain, uh, she has like three of them. She's, uh, she said she's closing the one that I went to at least once a week. She's done. She can't. It's been closed for six months. She couldn't run it under the restrictions because of the the, the physical setup was just not conducive to the uh you know the spacing that she had to do so she just shut it down and that was in march and uh yesterday we got the word that it's not not going to open up again yeah and how I many mean, of those recent, are there in the state recent yelp survey said that 60 percent of the businesses uh restaurant businesses that we had before the pandemic will not reopen following the pandemic or won't be able wow. to survive throughout 60 percent 60 percent of our mom and pop restaurants those restaurants bring culture to our communities. Uh, they bring jobs to our communities. They're an ec- economic stimulus. They help with, with uh, travel in many of our areas that rely on travel. Uh, you know, that's a key reason people come to some of these areas. Uh, Pittsburgh's always been known for its, its cuisine, for its, uh, you know, Italian food, for its ethnic yeah, food. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and that's going to die out, and we're going to be left with only the big chains that uh, that are able to survive. And, and you know, I, I don't put blame on them, but we may lose our culture in our mom and pop restaurants. That bar at the end of the street that uh, guys for years got off work and went and had a beer and a shot. That's not going to exist in Pennsylvania anymore. We're talking to Matt Dowling. He's a state rep uh, from District 51 in Uniontown. You said something a couple a minute or so ago about you, you filed a request for some information and the resp- to the health department, and the response was our legal team has to look at it and we'll let you know in 30 days. Now, see, that to me is, is another, one of the, uh, another example of the arrogance. The, the business, you talked about these people going out of business. 30 more days might be the difference between somebody staying in business and going out of business. You know, they may have reached the point where they, they can't do it anymore. They have to start making money again. And for them to say 30 days as though it's just another 30 days, what do they care? You know, they're still going to find a restaurant to eat in. But the fact that they would say that, and, and like 30 days, is that's a long time for a business to go without making any money. Absolutely. And, and the other thing we have to look at is not just the extension of the period of time that they're living under the governor's orders and unable to make money. But we have to be looking at our seasonal weather here in Pennsylvania. Businesses have been operating on the streets and in under tents and outdoor dining is probably one of the only things helping some of these businesses to survive. But we're now darn close to the end of September. It's going to be October and snow's going to fly here very soon. And when that happens, some of these businesses will close and will never reopen. Yeah, and um, it, it's, it, it, it just seems like um, they, this, this, these decisions are being made by people who couldn't run a popsicle stand. And they're making these decisions as though the businesses are just going to keep, oh, you know, they'll be fine. We'll open it up. People come back. What's, what's another couple of months? Yeah, and, and we're talking specifically about the governor's order yesterday. A key thing that I wanted to, to bring up while we still have a, a couple minutes is the fact yeah. that the governor's order yesterday did nothing for private events. So that Christmas time frame, which carries a lot of these businesses through the first mm-hmm. of the year, through mid-January, and then they slow down. Uh, and really lose a whole month of business in a normal year because everyone goes on a debt diet and doesn't go back out until Valentine's Day. Um, Those holiday parties are going to be canceled this year. Many businesses have already made that decision because in the governor's previous order, a discreet indoor function, as he calls it, or a private event, as we would call it, is limited to 25 people. And you have to include, include the servers, the cooks, and all the staff into that number before you start adding your guests in. So there's no way that we're going to see those holiday parties 
And again, that's a huge economic slam to someone who's running a mom and pop restaurant and wants to stay open uh, through the winter months. Well, they've already canceled Halloween out in Los Angeles, where they're doing a great job of killing business out there. Um, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a scientist. I know that you have to pay more attention to this stuff than I do. But is there any uh, is there any science that supports the idea that we have to keep doing this for another who knows how long? There's no end to it. And 50 percent that sounds like a great deal right now. But most most restaurants. If they opened on January 1st and until June 15th, they never got more than a 50% capacity, they'd go out of business. You can't, you, you can't make it on 50% capacity. John, the only science that's being used, and they can't even give me the numbers and a right-to-know request right now, comes from contact tracers. We do know that 50% of people that are contacted by a contact tracer refuse to answer the questions. So how accurate can that data even be um, when half the respondents don't answer the questions? And, and listen, I'm all about liberty and in uh, and, and your personal liberties, and I wouldn't answer those questions. So we really don't know where these things are coming from. Um, and I think it's just real easy to say, well, yeah, I got sick and I went to eat sometime in the last two weeks. Um, who hasn't? And so I think these restaurants are really being hit hard and they don't deserve it. And there's no data to say that that restaurant is where I got COVID-19. You know what? I don't care if you got COVID-19. You're not going to die from it unless you're 75 years or older and you're overweight or have some other kind of an issue. People are getting sick. So what? And Who cares? I mean, protect the people who are in danger. And, and keep in mind that it's 99.6% of the people who get it do not die. And, and think of the well, lives that are being ruined to protect that 4% that if they were made more aware of it, maybe they'd stay home and they wouldn't get it. Well, you know, you know our suicide numbers in the Commonwealth and across yeah. the country are on the rise right now. And that can be directly linked, uh, many of those cases, to people that are going through huge economic strife or uh, isolation issues because of COVID-19. It's time that we open Pennsylvania up. It's time we open up the country and we get the world rotating on its axis again. What we're doing is asinine. We can protect our most vulnerable individuals and still allow people to earn a living, socialize, get out there, and enjoy a good meal every now and again. I saw the numbers. 19,000 college students uh, tested positive at at various places around the country. 19,000. You know how many went to the hospital? None. Not one person. You know what that means to me, Matt? 19,000 kids got sick, you know? They went home. Most of them uh, probably didn't even get severe symptoms because at that age you don't. And many of them had no symptoms at all. And who cares? Stay away from grandma and grandpa when you come home from college. And, you know, and then just move on. Let's get on with life. It's just the insanity is beginning to drive me nuts. I, before I go, though, I wanted to ask you, uh, the Senate passed House Bill 2787, I think, today. Uh, that allows individual school districts to decide if they have fall sports and whether spectators can come to the games. How much opposition was there to that? Well, you know what? Uh, it, it, again, was narrow along party lines. Uh, but, again, we did have some Democrats that joined on board with that. It, it, that passed out of the House last week. was sponsored by a uh, uh, Representative Reese from Westmoreland County. Now, there is uh, there's kind of not a flaw to that bill, but one thing that it doesn't address, uh, that bill talks about scholastic sports, anything that would be uh, PIAA, uh-huh. um, but it doesn't talk about recreational or club sports. So we have a lot of hockey families. So out that doesn't that, the hockey uh, players are going to get sick now. Oh no! Yeah, I, I, I actually, I actually have a bill that should be moving on Tuesday of next week that will address those club and recreational sports and pick up where that bill leaves off, so we can put those hockey kids back in there. Listen, it's just absurd that you're limited. Uh, to 25 people in hockey when you don't even touch each other. Look at look at the protective devices you're wearing. Right. No one touches the puck with their hands. Uh, this, these arenas are large. We could be at 50% capacity in those, still social distance, and, and no one's going to come in contact with each other. So the fact that, that the governor on his own hasn't taken the step to open up these recreational activities, again, is simply ludicrous. Well, just to give you an idea, we have a couple of minutes left here with Matt Dowling, who represents District 51 in Harrisburg as a state rep. That's out in Uniontown. Here's the headline. 
Uh, somebody did the research. Over 1,000 high school football games already played. Uh, no, none have been played officially here in Western PA yet. Over 1,000 high school football games already played. Zero reports of community COVID spread. So um, they've been playing in multiple states, and they've played multiple games, and life is going on, and they're not bringing in the refrigerator trucks, you know, to haul the bodies away. And so just play football and get get on with it. Absolutely. You, you know, I, I think to summarize this, the whole situation we're dealing with with COVID-19, we have to go back and look at what we were told in the initial days when this pandemic started to become a crisis. We were told that we didn't have enough beds or availability in hospitals, and we were going to flatten the curve so that hospitals yeah. weren't overrun. This wasn't about keeping every single person from getting COVID-19. It was about keeping them uh, safe by making sure that hospitals had space. I have a hospital in my area that has, has a COVID wing that they've never had enough patients to open up in the six months that it's existed. Yeah. They've used one or two beds in their ICU. So there's plenty of space uh, in hospitals, plenty of ventilators, plenty of per- personal perfect- or protection devices out there and equipment. Um, it's time that we move on because we're hurting, okay. we're hurting the economy worse than the virus can hurt us at this point. You can understand a little bit of the panic because nobody knew anything about this virus. Um, but they're, they're acting now the same way they did in March when everybody thought whoever got the disease was in serious danger of dying. And we found out that it's exactly the opposite. So, you know, maybe they ought to act differently. I'm out of time, Matt, but I appreciate you being on and, and listening to me rant a little bit here in the meantime. Um, but something's got to be done. It's just insanity. But but thanks for being here, and thanks for trying to, to bring some sanity to it. Hey, always good to talk to you, John. Have a good day. You too. That's Matt Dowling, District 51 in Uniontown, a good guy who's actually sane and trying to bring normal life back to everybody. We'll be back. What happened to Carter Page should never happen to another American again. Page was a model citizen, a Naval Academy graduate, a successful businessman, and a cooperative source for U.S. intelligence services. But when Page became a supporter of Donald Trump, the FBI targeted him, spied on him, and persecuted him in a phony investigation. Now Carter Page is telling his story. In his compelling new book, Abuse and Power, Carter Page gives us the shocking details of being targeted by the Obama administration Justice Department, how he was kept under surveillance, and then finally vindicated. Abuse and Power by Carter Page is the story of a private citizen caught up in a politically motivated spying operation intended to frame him. The Democratic Party, the mainstream media, and their allies in the Justice Department and intelligence services lied and perverted justice in order to destroy a duly elected president. Abuse and Power, How an Innocent American Was Framed in an Attempted Coup Against the President, is the new book by Carter Page. Available now at Amazon and wherever books are sold. Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Worried about deductibles and co-pays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Steigerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related. Anything. Co-pays and deductibles. Any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724 884 
1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health, there are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines, take extra precautions if at higher risk, wash our hands frequently, stay six feet from others when we can, And when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, you know that um, the NFL starts tomorrow night. The Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, Houston Texans play in Kansas City Thursday night football. It's a real game. I can't remember if they um, uh, are going to allow fans. Uh, there was a talk that they were going to allow them early on, uh, you know, small small percentage of the fans. But um, what uh, what is happening to sports right now is not good. Um, there's a survey out. Uh, and it shows that Americans who have a positive view of sports dropped from 45% positive in August of last year, 2019, to 30% last month. The number of citizens who had a negative view shot up from 25 to 40%. This is some Gallup. Uh, and it says here that among men, the views of sports went from plus 17 to 7 points negative. That's a drop of 24 points. Among whites, the view of sports went from four, plus 4 to 22 points negative. That's a drop of 26. The number of non-whites who view sports positively sank from plus 51 to 16. That's, that's not good for sports. This is not working out well for them. And let's see what they do at the beginning of the game tomorrow night uh, in uh, Kansas City. I'll talk to you on Friday. I'm off tomorrow. Talk to you Friday. Bye. John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.